Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, raw, explicit, and wholesome conversations about sex, pleasure, love, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com where you will find all of the resources we have been generating for you since 2006. We are in service to you exploring your pleasure, your joy, your connection on your own terms, at your own pace. Join our community of over 12,000 erotic explorers from all around the globe by going to pleasuremechanics.com free to enroll in our free course and get started with us right away. If you've been with us for a while and are ready to go deeper, go to pleasuremechanics.com love and you'll find ways to go deeper with us yet. On today's episode, we're going to be exploring a theme that is present in really, I think, all of our sex lives in one way or another, to one degree or another, right? but often only gets named when it gets more extreme, Mm. thereby leaving it out from a lot of people's erotic imaginations and toolkits and sense of erotic possibility and creativity. Because if we look at only the extreme versions, it might be really easy to say, oh, that's not for me. Uh, But maybe it is for you. So today we are going to be talking about the DS in BDSM. We're going to be talking about dominance and submission in eroticism and how this can be a source of excitement and thrill and pleasure and creativity for all of us, no matter how we choose to play with it. We're going to really broaden the spectrum of how we think about erotic dominance and submission. Mm and invite you in no matter where you are who you're at or what you like to do in the bedroom yes yes all right (laughs) i love that no matter who we are and what our stories are what our histories are there are ways we can interact with the energies of dominance and submission that can be enlivening and interesting and bring some heat and some turn on to our dynamics even if we're a solo sexual even if we're asexual right Um, And this is where we have to really think about, first of all, what power is before we talk about erotic power dynamics. And power most loosely defined is the ability to create the change you want as you wish it, right? Mm. So I have the power to pick up a cup and move it to my lips, right? That is a measure of power. And we can measure like material power by calories, you know, like how much heat it takes to change water's temperature, right? That's a measure of power and energy. Um, But when we talk about erotic power and social power, usually we're talking about, you know, our ability to get what we want from people. And our erotic power dynamics have been culturally loaded, non-consensually enforced, and have really robbed us of a sense of agency and choice over our own power dynamics within our erotic relationships, right? Most of us are in non-consensual power dynamics all the time in life, right? 
we're in a non-consensual power dynamic with the state, with our jobs often, with medical systems and institutions, like all sorts of cultural power operates at the institutional level that we don't actually feel a source of like individual consent and agency with. So to acknowledge that first, right, and the effect that has on our mental health, our sense of feelings and emotions, our energy, our time, right, our time. Uh, I get so angry about how capitalism robs us of our time to be lovers, but I digress. <laughs> so when we talk about erotic power, and this is the gift, you know, as a survivor, when I came into the BDSM community, the kink community, at really, you know, as, as a teenager, what I found was this whole language and set of ethics and practices that encouraged people to choose their own erotic power dynamics actively in an ongoing way, in a way that could change and shift and flow, in a way that was deeply relational with the specific people and contexts you were playing in, and blowing this open with a whole menu of language and archetypes and role models that I could look to and be like, oh, there's all this different way of playing with power in our sex lives on purpose with consent. And wow, how fun that is, right? And that was 20 years ago when BDSM and kink were still a very underground scene. Like I literally had to be invited to an in initiation orientation workshop to go to my first play party. But now it's like so culturally mainstream and this language of domination and submission and the imagery of it, right? Like in music videos, we're seeing all of the collars and cuffs and whips and chains. And so I think we get this cultural picture of what dominance and submission means, what kink means, that is actually very, very limited, very extreme, right? Like the power dynamic at which you have someone on a collar and leash is a very extreme power dynamic. And there's a whole spectrum to play with before you ever get to the point of collars and cuffs and leashes. And power itself doesn't have to be expressed as um, rough domination. And I think this is where our cultural imagination about power is about like the carceral system, enforcement, power over I'm going to enforce my power over you with some form of violence or, co or coercion and therefore get what I want. That's like one tiny, very toxic sliver of what power means between humans. And so what I'm interested in and what this conversation is going to be about is how can we play with erotic power in way more creative ways, subtle ways, um, artistic ways, like ways that go way beyond the cultural imagination of like BDSM, I'm going to overpower you with my whips and chains. Because even within the kink community, that's not at all what it looks like. And so I think we're denying ourselves the opportunity to find so much fuel here and inspiration and opportunity and possibility and to find our own home within this. Like what power dynamics might I play with that would light me up right now, that would serve me and my life right now, that would give me what I want, the experiences that I want? Um, and how can we give one another permission to start imagining that and then asking for it and inviting it in? Mm. So. <laughs> That's beautiful what you're saying because we are opening up our imagination of what all of these 
experiences could look like? What can, what is the huge range of what dominance could look like? What does submission look like? And feel like. And feel like, because you can be a worshipping, loving, kind dominant and create an entirely different experience for someone than being a really stern, strict, punishment-focused kind of dominant. And each one of those are going to really work beautifully for different people or in different moments in life. So we're not saying one is better or worse than the other, but just that there is an enormous range of possibility. And when we start to open up to what we really desire and long for, we can be get really specific about asking for that mm. or getting curious about it at least and having a conversation about it. Mm. And the first step there, I think, yeah, so we're going to keep naming and painting the picture of many different styles and energies and forms of domination and submission. And we're really using those two terms, DS, dom, sub, um, because it's part of what's in the language. And also what I'm seeing, you know, as we are dating in our open marriage now, um, as I flip through the dating profiles, we see a lot of people using this language, like I'm a dom, I'm a sub. And first of all, first of all, we need to know that within the history of the BDSM kink community and just within human psychology and like what we need as humans, you are not just one thing. Mm. You are not a dominant. You are not a submissive. And the overemphasis on identifying, like people say, what side of the slash are you on? You know, meaning are you a D or an S? And it's this insistence that like you have to be one or the other, but the and maybe some are, but it's perhaps a smaller sliver than well, we're all on gradients. Yes, yeah. but I have to say within the kink community, even so, within the kink community, there's what's called the old guard, and these are people who believe in tradition and this like preservation of a very specific lineage of leather history. And even within the old guard that is very strict with roles and strict with traditions and initiations and um, uniforms even, it is understood that to be a dominant, you must submit once in a while. You must experience what it feels like to receive that which you will give. And again, we can't conflate dominant and submissive with like giver and receiver or even with top and bottom as like a sexual vector, right? Like all of this language gets pretty confusing because it's complicated, because it's complex. And then we simplify and say, oh, I'm a dominant, you're a submissive. That means something. No, that can't mean anything. All power is relational out in the world, in all of your relationships, right? You have a different power dynamic with different members of your family, right? And with every person you choose to connect with, make love with, do any sort of kink play with, right? Connect in any way with, there are inherent power dynamics, right? Based on our like socio-political power, based on our physical size, there can be power dynamics based on our financial status. And this is true in your marriage. So as I talk about this, like no matter what relationships you're in, even if there's never been expressed power dynamics, Think about different realms of power and who has more or less power, control, decision-making power, um, who tends to lead the show, right? Who tends to lead and follow? Like there are different ways of thinking about this. But within every relationship, there's already power dynamics, spoken or unspoken. And then there's kind of like 
the chemistry, the energy, the relational dynamic between any two humans. And that too changes over time, right? Charlotte and I are sitting here 16 years into our love and professional relationship. And we've experienced all sorts of power dynamics move through just the two of us, right? But with every lover, you might feel, and if you kind of go through your history, how do you feel as an erotic being with this other person? What do they light up in you? And from that place of deep relationality, we can start talking about like, what are the chosen consenting erotic power dynamics we want to bring in on purpose to turn us both on, to make sex more electric, to give us new realms to explore for emotional and psychic and spiritual purposes, right? Power is not just physical. And, you know, at the end of this episode, we'll be inviting you into our spanking course and our kink course. And in those courses, we talk all about, you know, intense sensations and, you know, we're the pleasure mechanics. So we're happy to talk to you about getting more intense with touch. And in the kink course, we talk about like force and how to use force as a vector, right? Like how to have rough sex and not get injured. That's a whole skill. But power dynamics are very deeply emotional, psychological, and spiritual even. And so to look there and be like, what do I want to experience? And one of the frameworks of language I really like for this, and we'll start diving into after we take a break to thank our sponsors, is the vectors of wielding versus yielding. Where do I want to wield more power? And come into my power more actively and make more active choices and like run the show and take someone somewhere and have all of that power running through me. And where do I want to yield, soften, allow, offer myself up as a gift to another? Where do I want to serve? Right? Because all of those acts are within the sense of erotic submission. And we're going to talk about how we can explore these dynamics from very like tender, caring, romantic places all the way through to the most kind of intense, wicked, rough, scary, thrilling kind of erotic experiences. All of that is available to us when we get more in touch with our erotic power dynamics. I love that you're expanding this beyond just the sexual. Of course, there's so much to explore within the sexual and we want mm -hmm. to be having those conversations and we care about that. But it is interesting to think about how we can bring these dynamics into the domestic, into the spiritual, into the emotional. I don't think that landscape is really thought about or imagined as much as it could because there's so much fulfillment and possibly healing in those areas for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I love when you're talking about yielding and wielding. I feel like that framing really kind of just the language shifts something there where we can understand and maybe see ourselves or feel a longing or a curiosity for one or the other. And it has less, um, it has less preconceived roles in it mm -hmm. that I think 
we may have been influenced by culturally. So I think we kind of give ourselves a little bit more freedom and space around those terms. Well, and that's so much why I wanted to have this conversation, because if we get interested and we kind of light up and we're like, ooh, this sounds interesting. And then we look to kinky porn mm. and we look to kink education, because now, unlike 20 years ago, there's amazing kink education online, which is a resource. It's a good thing. But a lot of it is really extreme, very extreme forms of kink and rough play and um, fetish play, right? And so it's easy for a lot of people to look at that and be like, no, that's not for me. Or it's not for me yet, right? Or it's not for me right now. But what is for you right now? What is available to you within the very real context of your own lives, your own relationships, your own limitations? Because this is not a fantasy. Mm -hmm. We can fantasize about BDSM in all sorts of ways. Like I'm looking at the painting Charlotte did for me for my birthday of a squid devouring a naked woman. Like that's what I <laughs> fantasize about. Am I signing up for an ocean tour? No, right? Fantasy. My desires, however, include that sense of being ravished, of being taken, of lots of suctiony kissing all over my body, right? And so I can ask for that. So after the break, I want to really continue to paint this picture and invite folks in. But I want to just leave us with this idea of what do we want to experience? And how can we ask for it? And that is a question that a lot of us need support with. Because for a lot of people, it's like, I don't even know what I want to experience. I know I'm longing for something, but I don't have words for it. There's not a porn site I can point to and say, give me that. Right? Because a lot of us crave much more subtle experiences than the porn versions of these things. And recently I was teaching a class to a bunch of sex therapists and we kind of did some of these exercises. And when we really get in touch with what we want, like what is the experience that would be most nourishing to me right now? We might name something like, I want to be drawn a bath in a quiet room with candlelight and soak for as long as I want and then be taken into a beautiful bed, given lots of oral sex and held deeply afterwards. Right. And that doesn't seem very kinky to a lot of us, but there is a beautiful power dynamic available to us there where if we ask for that, one partner can fly into action and say, of course, baby, I would love to do that for you. Right. And so you're going to just chill out and yield to me. Tell me exactly what you want and then relax. And I'm going to make sure the bathroom is clean for you. I'm going to draw the bath to the perfect temperature. I'm going to invite you in. And then I'm going to be waiting for you with an eager mouth ready to serve you. Right? And there's a power dynamic there. But it's even hard to point to who is in control there. Is it the person making requests or the person fulfilling them? Is it the person lying back and having their genitals serviced for hours? Or is it the person who's doing the action? And if you look at just those acts, draw me a bath and then do me for hours, within the acts, you could run so many different kinds of energies there, right? So are you being pampered like a beautiful queen throughout this experience and like anointed with golden flecked massage oil and worshipped, right? Or are you being like treated like a sweet object that's ready to be like taken and ravished, these experiences are ours to create, right? We don't have to fulfill any scripts. 
we talk a lot here about getting off the scripts, getting beyond shame and shoulds. And kink is not a whole nother set of scripts. It's an invitation to write your own, to get really specific with what you need in that moment, right? And ask for it and have your partner be able to meet your needs and give them that gift. And then in turn to ask them, like, how can I give you an experience, right? All right, we're going to take a break and thank our sponsors for this episode. Before we do, if this has piqued your interest, if you are ready to go on this journey, if you feel interested in exploring power dynamics, go to pleasuremechanics.com power and you will find our best offer on our best resources to guide you step by step through this journey. We made our spanking and our kink courses directly in response to our community a few years ago. After Fifty Shades had popularized, so many people were thinking about this and talking about it. And I was getting emails like, help, my wife wants to do all these things, but I don't want to hurt her. Right? And doing kink with the people we love is very vulnerable. How do we take on power dynamics intentionally and then go back to like getting the kids off to school and paying the bills on time? and have it be a source of joy and fuel. And we love you all so much. We want to set you up for wins. And what I was seeing in a lot of kink education wasn't setting you up for wins. And so I wanted to take you step by step and guide you through these experiences where you can start really naming the specifics of what you want. And there's like really fun interactive worksheets where you then get to like compare the notes with your partner and come up with your specific dynamic, you know? You're going to be rough. I'm going to be vulnerable. You're going to be worshipful. I'm going to be reverent. You're going to be tender. I'm going to be bratty, right? Like, how do we match these energies and come up with a scene that serves you specifically right now? That's what you'll find in our resources. And it's all at pleasuremechanics.com power waiting for you. We'd like to take a minute and thank our sponsors for this episode. And what both of our sponsors have in common this week is they provide tools for you to get in the mind space, to be able to access your erotic imagination, to be able to relax into your fantasies and see what is waiting for you there. We recommend you start with the tools from our friends at Calm.com, the world's leading meditation app. You will find a whole library of guided meditations and soundscapes to help you relax into the presence of being with your own body, calming your mind and getting in touch with your thoughts, learning how to just sit with ourselves and understand what we're feeling and pay attention, bear witness to our minds is one of the most deeply foundational erotic skills there is. And Calm.com offers a powerful meditation app to help you make it a daily practice. Go to Calm.com slash pleasure. That's Calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash pleasure. You'll get 40% off a Calm subscription and find new content added every week to keep you engaged. Over a hundred million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds and get in touch with their bodies. Go to calm.com slash pleasure, C-A-L-M, calm.com slash pleasure, and get 40% off your subscription. 
thanks to Calm.com for providing such beautiful tools to help the world chill out. (laughs) And once you're chilled out, then you can start heating it up with our friends at Dipsy Stories. Dipsy offers a treasure trove of audio erotica that, unlike Calm, is designed to rev you up, heat you up, and get you in touch with your deepest desires. There's something so amazing about listening to audio erotica, and not just stories, but first-person audio narratives that put you at the center of the action. It's a beautiful way to notice what your body responds to, what little moves or language, right? When you hear one of the characters call their, you know, lover something and you just like, right? That's information. You get to know yourself as an erotic being just by listening to these hot and sexy stories. I like to do this before bedtime or even first thing in the morning as I'm quietly stroking myself to wake up into the day. Go to dipsystories.com slash pleasure for an extended 30-day full access trial of the Dipsy Library. That's dipsystories.com slash pleasure, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash pleasure, so you can tune into their complete library and discover your turn-ons. Big thanks to Calm and Dipsy for sponsoring this episode. You will find all of the generous offers from our sponsors at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. And you'll also find a link in the show notes for all of the offers from our amazing sponsors. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. Hmm. Okay, so I want to invite us all into this idea that taking on, on purpose, some power dynamics in our erotic lives can be a good thing, right? It's not just for like really kinky people or people who are into that kind of thing. By making certain dynamics more explicit and consented to and wanted, we give ourselves permission to explore and grow and kind of dare a little bit more in the bedroom, right? And there's so many things that I think we're all longing for, but we just need to give one another permission for. And to hear that your partner wants it is one of the most powerful aphrodisiacs, one of the most powerful ways, like motivating things. Like for so many of us, hearing our partner name a want, I want you to do this to me, please. Like how sexy is that? And what an invitation to check in with yourself and be like, is that something I can give you? Right. And so a lot of kink is also requires negotiation because your partner might want a power dynamic you don't want, but always there is a place your Venn diagrams can overlap and you can explore. So that's where this invitation comes from. It's not to do anything you don't want to do, but to explore at those tender edges and see what more might be possible. Right. But I think it's important to name that it's hard to want what we can't even imagine. And I think there's a whole world of possibility in this sphere that is unimaginable because there are so many 
options because mm-hmm. it does allow for such creativity and such specific um, nuance and particularity between two people because who you might be and the energy that you might want to explore with one person might be so different than what's evoked with another person mm-hmm. and so there's there is an infinite landscape to play with here between different people and between different phases of your life yeah right um, and I think we're feeling this with you, Charlotte, like you're coming into a place where you're really ready to explore embodying power in a way you never were before. Um, and that's different than a phase maybe a few years ago where, you know, because of grief or because of overwhelm or because of stress, sometimes we just need to be held and taken care of. And one of the things I want to point out here is that our desired power dynamics in any specific time, but also just like who we feel ourselves to be as an erotic creature may not match at all people's assumptions about us. So I've met a lot of like big, strong dudes who want nothing more than to submit and yield, right? That doesn't mean they don't want to be big and strong, but they want that in service to something. I also know a lot of small women who are powerhouse tops, but have never been taken seriously as a source of power in their life, or who want to like really wield a lot of power through their tiny little femme bodies, right? And so we have to give ourselves the opportunity to discover who we are and who others are without making assumptions based on assigned identities. A few episodes ago, we did an exploring sexual identities and orientations episode, and we've gotten a tremendous amount of feedback and gratitude about that episode because it gives you permission to be who you are, not who you are assumed and assigned to be. And there's so much freedom in that. So as we talk about power dynamics, give yourself permission to know that this whole range is available to all of us. No matter our bodies, our abilities or disabilities, our social status, our positions of power at work. And in fact, many people seek out complementary erotic power dynamics to balance out the rest of their lives. So you might be like a boss ass bitch at work and want to be deeply yielding and submissive at home um, or vice versa. And there can be hot top on top energy, hot dual submissive energy. Like this doesn't have to look how you might imagine it to look. Anything is possible. And how how freeing is that? It really is an infinite universe and it is up to your imagination and creativity and conversation. And when we talk about submission and we talk about domination to get away from just the rough and tumble version of it, right? Because there is a dominance that's right, um, a ravishment, a taking, a claiming, I'm going to be so overwhelming in my erotic power. You have no choice but to submit to me and yield to me. And I'm going to take what I want. Hot, super hot for a lot of people. And for a lot of people, that's what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of that is being wanted so much you are claimed. Mm -hmm. To be desired so much you're just taken. That feeling of overwhelming desire coming for you that you can't help but yield to it fucking yum right (laughs) um and that even that take me i'm yours kind of submission is different than the take me i'm yours to punish kind of submission right? right submitting to 
intense sensations, submitting then to any sort of like punitive or um, endurance kind of sensation or like extreme forms of sensation or bondage, right? So BDSM, we should just unpack this. BDSM is this kind of like mashup acronym and it stands for, get ready, bondage and discipline, B and D, dominance and submission, DNS, or discipline and surrender, DNS, dominance and submission, and then sadomasochism, SM, right? So BD, DSSM. Um, and so the DNS within that talks about the power dynamics, dominance and submission. But that means so much more than master with leash and sub on cuffs with collar, right? And that's like the one image that comes to us is like, and the movies are really culpable for this, like 50 Shades of Grey shows one form of dominance and submission. Um, movies like The Secretary populated a lot of our minds with certain like, corporate secretary boss submissive roles right but if we stop there we lose a whole spectrum of possibility that's available to us and i want to propose that one of the things we can also submit to is care Mm. is being cared for deeply being tended to being worshipped even and that too is a submission a yielding a take me i'm yours But instead of I'm yours to punish and control, I'm yours to serve and worship. And you're going to take all of the initiative and just pour all of that eroticism into my body until I can't get enough. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different kind of submission that might be just right for some people if only we knew to ask for it. And equally in dominance, like you might have no interest in, you know, spanking, choking, beating, holding your partner down roughly like that just might not be you but the idea of being able to serve them deeply from a place of dominant control right from a place of like i'm gonna give you this because i know you need it baby can be so empowering for a lot of people who have nothing but care to give who have so much love to give right for someone to yield to that wave of love can feel so gratifying because you finally have a channel. And so much of this, so we're going to talk about power and BDSM more, you know, in coming episodes, like, you know, we're 400 some episodes in, we're not stopping anytime soon. So as you have questions for this, let us know. Also check out our resources at pleasuremechanics.com power. You'll find the courses, but also more podcast episodes and free resources there. Um, so as you explore this, be in touch with us. But what's so beautiful here is like we start realizing how much power we have to offer one another a whole range of experiences. Mm-hmm. And this idea of creating circuits on purpose to light up specific experiences, like A, it just goes so beautifully with pleasure mechanics metaphors <laughs> in a way I never saw coming 15 years ago. But like the idea of creating a circuit, and that's how I talk to any new lover I'm like talking to or trying to figure out what our dynamic is. It's like, what is the circuit we want to create? How can I show up and how can you show up with all of our power, with all of who we are, And like design on purpose a specific kind of experience that will serve both of us. Mm -hmm. And you can do this again and again with the same partner. This isn't with different partners. So with Charlotte and I going into like a weekend together, we'll be like, what do we need? What does one of us want? 
who needs to feel like tended to who's got energy to give like is one of us feeling particularly feisty right we can ask each other all these questions and then like design on purpose how we're going to show up for each other what a fucking gift and it creates an endless sense of possibilities for ourselves and gets us out of that like script stuck thing that like all right we're just going to go through our routine again like no with a little bit of power applied anything is possible (laughs) totally there's so much creativity that it opens up and makes possible i do want to name that i think that some people have a concern that if they start playing with these dynamics that um it calls into question having an equitable mutually satisfying relationship right the ethics of this are huge for people but like let's let's Mm -hmm. name that you can have an equitable relationship outside of these dynamics and still play with these dynamics in a specific sphere and then exit these kinds of energies and return to an equitable relationship Mm -hmm. if that's what you have going on but those are not mutually exclusive and they can enhance our experience of being in relationship with each other yeah and these power dynamics so we talked about how no one has one set identity but some people tend towards or have a proclivity much more for one than the other And then within any relationship, sometimes it's really switchy is Mm -hmm. what they call it when you can kind of go back and forth between yielding and wielding between domination and submission. I identify deeply as a switch um, and I love switch on switch energy, Mm -hmm. Um, but it can be like moment to moment. Like, what do you need right now? Oh, I just need to be fucking like lavished and taken. and I just want to not make any decisions. Because I also want to name in our busy world where most of us are overburdened and overtaxed, the luxury of submission. Yeah. The luxury of saying what you do want and don't want and then just being able to shut the fuck up, not make any decisions and be taken exactly where you want to go is a luxury, right? It's like being on an erotic tour where you're just like, you know what you've signed up for. You can trust it, right? And all of this was with that foundation of trust. And we'll point in the show notes to episodes around like thrill and trust and safety, right? Um, But to be able to yield control and say like, I am getting on this ship and it is going to take me to a destination and I'm just going to enjoy it is like such a gift. It's like a mini erotic vacation. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Um, And to be able to be met where you're at. And so in submission to... There's like, there's so much power in submitting, right? And that's why these conversations get so interesting because like we serve by giving from the top. We find our power by yielding from the bottom. And you have to experience some of this to know what I'm talking about, but I'm trying to paint the picture where it's like you don't become powerless by submitting. Mm -hmm. You actually get in touch with so much agency. And this is why I know so many people that love yielding erotically and being like taken being used being challenged being lavish like whatever that looks like and then they go to work on monday or they go you know back to their families or they wake up with the kids in the morning with this just like renewed sense of self with like a whole full well of energy to resource from and same in domination and in giving. And I think especially in a culture where a lot of us feel neutered by our culture of sexual violence, right? Mm. Living in a culture of sexual violence consistently has made a lot of us afraid of taking, of giving, of being in control, of expressing any sort of power or force. 
And yet so many of us are horny for that. And so to be met with a partner who's like, yes, I want that from you. And this is exactly what I want and what I don't want. This is how I want it. But yes, please give it to me. To have that permission and that channel then to like source all of that like horny, delicious, I want to do all these naughty, great things to you and be able to do it with full enthusiasm and not hold back can feel so enlivening. So freeing. So freeing. So thrilling. And this doesn't have to be dramatic, right? Like I'm looking beyond Charlotte's shoulder to like my wall of toys. And I've spent 20 years like deepening my kinks and then walking away from him. That's the other thing to remember here is I was deeply kinky in my 20s. And then we had a whole phase of like family making and parenting and I was ill and I wasn't kinky at all other than surviving. And that was kinky enough for me at the time. Thank you. And now I'm coming back to it. And I talked to a lot of people who had thrilling experiences when they were younger. And we don't have to look back on those and be like, oh, I wasted my youth. I should have done more like, oh, that was then. This is now like what can your now hold? What is possible for you? And all of this, by the way, is available solo. Before I had any new sex partners, I was fantasizing. I was submitting to Big Daddy in the Sky. Like, I have this cosmic sense of daddy. I have this dominant, this cosmic... Wow, I'm coming out to you all about this. I'm just going to go for it. (laughs) I have this cosmic dominant, right? And it's an abstract idea to which I submit, Mm -hmm. to which I have given my life in service to you all, to this work. You know, why I am not a corporate lawyer somewhere is I have given my life in service to this abstract idea of an erotic dominant who wants my service and who will then lavish me and cherish me and make me feel good. Right. And every orgasm I have when I'm in this zone of like kind of cosmic prayer is like a devotional offering and then receiving the pleasure and the joy and the sense of connection to all things like feeling held by this cosmic daddy in the sky. Right. So this can be so (laughs) personalized. Like people have this in the church pews with Jesus too, right? Like, right. You know, like this is a mystical form of love that's existed through the ages. Right. Um, But so it can be to you for an idea, like you can yield yourself and give yourself over to an idea or to a cause or to a movement And then serve from your deepest erotic place from that space. And so this is what I call like the doing it for daddy zone. And we can talk about like daddy play and mommy play. And like that's a whole conversation. When I say daddy, it's like just this like sense of like the big benevolent dominant. Um, But the doing it for daddy zone is like when do we bring the best of ourselves forward in erotic service to please another, to make another delighted, right? And this is something we can serve one another in these microwaves all the time. I did this for you because it would bring you joy and delight you. That is a form of erotic service. Mm -hmm. We can touch one another just from a place of like, I want to give this to you to please you, to worship you, to serve you, to delight you. So I'm going to just reach out across the restaurant table and massage your hands for a few minutes. Right. Like that can be understood as an act of yielding, of offering, of service. Equally, small acts of domination 
can be welcome when they're consented to and when they're like couched in consenting relationships, right? Um, and these can be in areas we need help with. Like I am very disorganized and have a hard time getting my bills paid on time. So I'm going to ask you as my lover to send me a monthly email, teasingly coaxing me to pay my bills so you will suck my cock, right? Like how do we make this work for us? And I call this care topping, right? Um, how do I care top you into the best version of yourself so we can delight one another, you know? Um, so, so we, we can be our best selves and we're like harnessing and using erotic energy to cultivate and shape and invite more of ourselves out. Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful way of using our mm -hmm. creativity and our connection and our eros. Mm -hmm. And just like some of us like rough sports, right? Like I want to play rugby so I can go and tackle and get tackled every Saturday morning. Like that helps me, you know, wear a tie for the rest of the week. Mm. Or I really want to learn jujitsu so I can really express my power and explosive power. Um, or I want to go skiing because I really like thrill, right? We give ourselves cultural permission to seek out the activities that give us the experiences we need in our individual bodies and lives at that time to nourish us and delight us and thrill us. And so how do we do this in the erotic realm? shamelessly without self-judgment and with an understanding that different people need different things at different times and sometimes you want to go skiing sometimes you want to do a chess tournament sometimes you want to just sit by the fire and like roast marshmallows and that's okay too and there's no better or lesser than it's what serves you right now but of course, anything in the realm of sex or BDSM especially has so much stigma around it yeah. that we might have internalized right. stigma around it. So letting ourselves begin to unpack that and give ourselves a little bit more freedom to maybe explore what we might long for mm -hmm. is super valuable mm -hmm. and is challenging to unpack. And we have so many more resources for you there about myth busting, about shame busting, about how to have conversations with your lovers. Um, what do you do when you have a kink or a fetish your partner doesn't share? There's episodes for this and we have guided interactive resources for you in our courses and you will find that at pleasuremechanics.com power. All of our online courses come with a 30 day money back guarantee so you can explore risk free. We want you to be happy. We want to set you up for wins. And when you're part of our courses, we are then there for you. You can ask questions as things come up. You can use the comments to interact with us and feel our support for your erotic journey. Yes, we are here for you. We love you. You will find all of our resources at pleasuremechanics.com and resources specific to this show at pleasuremechanics.com power. We will see you soon with another episode of Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. Charlotte, any closing words? We, you were talking earlier about how you had so much training going into your kink life. And I think that... I'm a good student. I sought it out right away. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> and now that there isn't that kind of cultural context, but to 
it's so valuable to get some guidance and some training along the way if you're curious about this. Mm -hmm. And I am really proud of the King course that we have mm. because I feel like it's such a gentle but incredibly thorough guided yeah. journey through all kinds of like embodying different erotic energies, mm. practicing different somatic movements so you can embody certain kinds of mm -hmm. power and yielding in a way that would be so hard to do on your own. I think it's just such a beautiful entry point if you are interested in exploring this kind of play totally it's designed it's really as valuable. 25 date nights and so you can really like prepare for the date set aside time hit play and then let us guide you in an experience that frankly like you could travel to workshops and maybe get something this good i don't know <laughs> um you could sign up for personal coaching with us and spend thousands of dollars to get to this point and we poured everything we have into this course to set you up for wins to give you an interactive experience of discovering yourself as an erotic creature yeah on your own terms um, and, you know, if you print out the course, it's like 400 some pages of guided interactions, but you just take it step by step, date by date, and you have lifetime access so you can come back to it at any point. I'm proud of it, too. Thank you, baby. Yeah. And do all of this for you all. <laughs> right. Like I submit to my big daddy in the sky so I can wake up every day and do this work and trust that my family will be taken care of, trust that you all will support us um, as your community erotic educators. We are two humans just waking up in erotic service to our community every day. We are in service to you, so please tell us what you need. Be in touch with us. We love you. You can find more at pleasuremechanics.com slash love forever. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time. And we really hope that this episode has invited you into just with curiosity and tenderness and a huge expansive sense of possibility. How might you serve or be served? Mm. How might you show up more in your erotic power or yield to trusted power that will serve you? Right. What a delicious question and inquiry. Mm -hmm. And what is possible if we all start tending to one another's deepest, most intimate needs with a sense of power and service? Hell yeah. Mm. Here for you. We love you. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We're the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Mm -hmm.